0: Well, uh, I'm so glad to be here with you guys today. I uh, just want you know my wife and I absolutely love being here at People's Church. And the relationships we have and the friendships we have, count. we count so dear. And uh, we're just so glad to be a part of this great ministry and the great things God's, God is doing right here at People's Church. Well, today I am concluding the series deep. And my title today is Take the Relationship Plunge. Uh, God designed us to have relationships. Uh, the Bible is full of stories about people who have relationships with one another and with God. Today I want to help you take a plunge into relationships. I want to help you see that creating deep relationships are very simple and they can have an incredible impact on your life. Today I'll be, sh- I'll be sharing from the life of David and Jonathan. Uh, David and Jonathan were from two totally different backgrounds. David was raised on his father's farm as a shepherd and he was the last or the youngest of eight children. So he was going to be the last one to inherit anything from his father. Now, Jonathan was King Saul's oldest son, and he was next in line to be king. He was going to be the next head honcho of the country. Even though David and Jonathan had totally different backgrounds, they became the closest of friends. Through Through their friendship, God was able to do some very amazing things. So today, let's see how David and Jonathan developed the relationship. Let's dive into point number one. Point number one, be authentic. What does be authentic mean? It means be who you are. Nobody else, just be who you are. If you have your Bibles today, you can turn to 1 Samuel chapter 20, uh, verses 1 and 2. If you don't have your Bibles with you today, the text will be on the screen behind me. Feel free to read along. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verses 1 and 2. Now David fled from Naoth in Ramah and found Jonathan. What have I done, he exclaimed. What is my crime? How have I offended your father that he is so determined to kill me? That's not true, Jonathan protested. You're not going to die. He always tells me everything he's going to do, even the little things. I know my father wouldn't hide something like this from me. It just isn't so. David was open with Jonathan. He told Jonathan, hey, your dad is trying to kill me. Now, Jonathan's response was truly authentic. He said even though he didn't completely understand what was going on, he didn't understand what was really happening. He knew that David was being upfront and real. In creating great relationships, we have to be real with each other. Now, I'll tell a little bit of story about myself. Um, I grew up a country boy. I grew up in Watonga, Oklahoma. Uh, I graduated with 48 people in my graduating class. Now, when I say country, I mean, I was like the Garth Brooks fan of fans. I had like Every tape in my Walkman was worn out from listening to country music. And uh, I had one other passion in life, and that was football. I loved to play football. Now, growing up in a small school, you have a chance to, to play ball, and you have a lot more opportunities. And I had a group of friends that we played football from fifth grade all the way until we were seniors in high school. And we were close. I mean, we were real close. But my freshman year, it seemed like our relationships went to a whole new level. We became a whole lot more close. And I tried to figure it out, and I thought about it this week, and I figured it out. It was I could drive, and they couldn't. You go figure it out. Now, I don't know why they like to ride with me. I had the ugliest car you could ever imagine. It was a 1984 Nissan Sentra. It was beige with a brown pinstripe. They called it the Peanuts, is what they like to call it. And so we we would drive up and down, up and down our little dragon town. Every small town has a drag in it, right? So you drive up one, you drive back down. You do this for hours upon hours. And that was back when gas was a dollar a gallon, so we could actually afford it. But you drag up and down and, you know... I said I was a country boy. They, they didn't listen to country music very much at all. Um, and so they started me on this new trend. They started out really easy. They were nice to me. They started out with boys to men, which, hey, I could handle that. That wasn't too bad. And they moved me to this new group called Bone Thugs and Harmony. Now, that was a leap right there. And then next, they, they took me to a little bit of Snoop D-O-double-G. Snoop Dogg was like the new thing to listen to. And so I obviously didn't understand half the lyrics, because if you listen to a country song, it's a lot slower. But I liked the beat. It was quite fun. Uh, so they had the three-to-one rolling in the car, so their music was what we listened to. And then we dragged up and down until the bank parking lot filled up. And now, when the bank parking lot filled up, that was when you t- decided to park, because that's where all the honeys were going to be at, okay? Now, I was not a player of any sort, but I do like girls, okay? And so I would, we would park, and we would hang out, and just be high schoolers, man, just having a good time. Uh, Listening to music and just chilling uh, at the bank. And then something happened to me. In, going from my sophomore year into my junior year, that summer, uh, I had a cousin who committed suicide. And I'll tell you what, I, it, it took life out of me. I remember going to the funeral home in Thomas and uh, walking in and uh, nobody else was there and his casket was in the, the funeral home. And I walked to the front of the room and I stuck my hand on his chest and I just wanted him to sit up and say, it's just a joke, I'm just, I'm just kidding with you but he didn't. And I remember standing there by his casket and God just speaking to me and asking me, Shane, what are you going to do with your life? Who are you going to be? When, when are you going to quit playing around? When are you going to do something about what you want, what I want to do inside your life? When are you going to take hold of that? And I remember leaving that day thinking, man, I, I've got to change my life. I've got to change who I am and what I'm doing in my life is not right. But I had these friendships that I just didn't want to let go of. I mean, these guys were my best friends. These were the guys that I hung out with. I mean, this is when when I didn't have something to do. I called them, and they were who I wanted to be around. And so I realized that I had to let my friends know that I'm going to be who I am. And I'm going to share with you my life as it is. And as God changes me, I don't expect you to change. You be who you are and just act like you act. And that's fine with me because I just want us to be real with each other and get to know each other. Now I was able to continue my friendships with my boys, and I truly believe that because we continued being genuine with each other, I was able to share what Christ was doing inside of me and what he wanted to do inside of them. You know, I was glad that those were not my last friendships in life. Uh, I found out that today the friendships I have that are focused around Christ, they mean so much more to me. They have so much more passion and so much more meaning to me, and they're so much deeper. Not that I still don't have friends that don't go to church, but they don't compare to the relationships that I have right here at People's Church. You know, I have friendships with several people in the church. Uh, The people that I've been in a community group with, that we hang out and we play golf together. Uh, One of my closest friends is Kevin Kunkel. Uh, I'm really sad because Kevin and his wife and family are moving to Tulsa uh, here in the next few weeks. Um, He's a doctor. I tried as best I could to find a hospital that he'd fit in around here. just didn't work out, so the best place for him is for his family to move. And I can remember in the summer of 2006 um, that I had to hold a service for my uncle who passed away. And doing a funeral alone is hard, but doing one for a family member is is just so scary. And I remember calling Kevin up and just saying, man, I I just don't know what to do. And I remember Kevin just saying, man, you're going to do fine. God's going to be there with you. And he prayed for me and he was just there for me. And he listened to me and And I knew that if I would have called my friends in that same instance and and said the same things, they'd have called me a crybaby or laughed at me and said, I'll grow up, be a man, but not Kevin. He was there for me. He was there to listen to me and knew that I needed to be open with him. And he was open back with me and just sharing what God could do inside of me instead of my fears. Today, sitting right here in this place, right across the aisle, right behind you, right in front of you, there are people you can connect with. There are people from all walks of life that have the same goal in mind as you do. They want to grow closer to God each day. All it will take for you to get to know them is be authentic. Be who you are. Allow them to be who they are. You know, you know you, they may be people that cuss. They may smoke. They may drink. They may have a list of problems that is, is a mile long, but don't pass judgment. Think about it for just a minute. It wasn't too long ago that you were in their shoes. You face the same problems that they face. You've been through the same things that they've been through, and you have the greatest opportunity to connect with them, to get to know them, to build a relationship with them, because you have been through and conquered the same tragedies. You know, you can relate and connect with them, and remember that Christ in the middle of these relationships will help you change, and as he journeys with you, you'll become more like Christ. You know, each day we're all going to face problems. We're going to have things in our life that we don't want to do on our own, And as long as we have Christ in the middle and somebody with us, we can get through that journey. The more authentic we really are, the closer we will become to others. This will allow our relationship to begin to change and to grow, and we become closer. Let's dive into point number two. Point number two is be committed. Be committed. What does it mean to be committed? It means to be there for somebody. Just be there for them. When they're in their greatest time of need, or they need something, you are just there for them. In 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 4, it says, Tell me what I can do to help you, Jonathan exclaimed. I'm sure in the beginning David and Jonathan had awkward moments where they just weren't sure what to say to each other. But over time they become comfortable enough to say anything. David felt safe enough to tell Jonathan about Saul's plot to kill him. This put Jonathan in a tough spot. But Jonathan was committed to his friendship even in difficult times. Jonathan says to David, what can I do to help you? All he's saying is, David, I am here for you. I'm here for you. I can remember a time before Janet and I actually attended People's Church that uh, we were youth pastors at a small rural church in Oklahoma. And uh, we went out there and we were there for about two years. The reason we went out there is we knew the pastor from college. And uh, we became really close with him. And uh, he was actually like a mentor to me, one of my best friends. He got me involved in ministry and, and, and taught me You know, the value of of leading people and just being involved in the church and uh, allowing others to lead around you. Just a great guy. And uh, I remember uh, after serving about two years with him at the church that he called me and said, hey, I'd like to meet you and your wife in my office at 6 o'clock tomorrow. And so we met him there and uh, we sat down and he just said, Shane, we're going to have to let you go. I remember it just breaking my heart. I remember just inside I felt broken. I felt, what has happened? I felt like my best friend had just stabbed me in the back. And I told my wife, if this is, what, this is what ministry is, I don't want to be involved with it. If the people I'm going to get closest to, the people I know the best, are going to put me down and they're going to hurt me, I don't want to be involved in ministry. This is not what my life is supposed to be. So I remember packing my office up and we went to the house and I don't know about you guys, but every time I get into a, a tough spot or tragedy, I want to find a, a solution. I want to solve the problem. And so I sat down with my wife and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to college right now i am um, get my elementary ed degree. I'll finish that up, get my bachelor's. I'll start teaching. I'll go back and get my master's degree and become a principal. And that's what we're going to do in life. No more ministry. We're done. And uh, I remember after we got through talking, it kind of hit us that we don't have a church to go to anymore. We don't have a place to call home. We don't have any more relationships around us because the ones we had were right there at this church and they're gone. They're over. We can't go back. And so we remember hearing about a church that meets inside the AMC Theater at Cold Springs Mall. And we thought, if somebody's crazy enough to start a church inside a theater, we're crazy enough to go check it out. And I remember that first week we went, um, the theater was actually located on the west side that the church was using, and we entered on the east side of the building. And so the janitorial people, actually the ANC, let us in, and we walked down that long hallway all by ourselves. And uh, we remember walking, I'm like, oh man, this is so crazy, what are we doing? And I remember getting to the doors, and just like you guys had today, there were some unbelievable greeters that shook our hands and and smiled at us and made us feel so welcome. And we we went in and had a seat inside the theater. And as a first-time guest, you're always like 10 minutes early. You're never late. And so we're sitting there, we're watching him set up and get things ready and and things prepared, watching Brian and the band set all the equipment up. And I remember Brian starting to lead worship, and it was just like it was today. And God was just with it, and he was in it and just leading people into worship. And uh, I just remember God just touching our hearts, and us feeling so at home and so at peace. And then all of a sudden it happened. Denzel Washington walked up to the microphone. I couldn't believe it. It was Denzel Washington. And and, uh, I knew if a pastor of a church looked like Denzel, it had to be good. And so uh, he taught a real relevant message that day. I remember God just speaking to our hearts, and we really enjoyed it. And we left that day, and we got in the car, and we were like, we could come back here. This is a cool church. And so the next day, I remember, it was about 6 or 7 o'clock at night. We get a phone call, and it's Pastor Herbert. He said, hey, I'm in your area. I'm like, you're what? In my area? I lived in a rural area. Like a home close to me is like a mile away. And so I was like, okay. And I gave him directions to my house. And so I turned and told Janet, I said, Janet, Pastor Herbert and Tiffany are on the way. She goes, what? What are you talking about? We had dirty laundry on the couch, on the table. The house wasn't picked up. We need to, we just started grabbing stuff and throwing it in the bedroom and closing doors and picking dirty dishes up, putting in the sink. We had our grungiest clothes on. So we're throwing new shirts on and, about the time we got done, Pastor Herbert and Tiffany are at the door. Uh, and we invite them in and we just sit and talk and, and hang out for a while and get to know each other. And eventually I went to lunch with Pastor Herbert and, and started in a small group with Pastor Brian. And I, I began just to get to know them and know who they were. And I'll be honest, Pastor Brian and Herbert uh, were just there for me. Uh, they, they helped me in one of my toughest times in life. When I wanted to give up on what God had called me to do, they were just there for me to encourage me encouraged me not to give up with broken confidence, uh, shattered, shattered heart. They just loved me through it, and that's why I'm here today. We're all, we're all going to face troubled times. My struggles may be different from your struggles, but during my greatest time of crisis, I had relationships with others here at People's Church to help me get through. They were focused on just being there for me, and, and I knew the encouragement they gave was coming from God's Word. You know, it doesn't matter what circumstance it is, if it's mine, or if it's yours, but who's going to help you through it? Who's going to be there to help you get through? When we're going to face our toughest times of our lives, we need somebody who will be there for us. They're not going to run. They're not going to, they're not going to be scared. They're going to stand by us, no matter what comes our way. You know what? That person is sitting in this place. You just haven't met them yet. Look around. Think of how great it would be to have the support of a friend that will just be there for you. No matter what life throws your way, our relationship with Christ teamed with others here at People's Church will help us find answers to some of life's toughest questions. That's why the relationships you build here at the local church are so important. You'll find somebody who will be there for you, but it's also helping you seek what God wants for your life. You know, over time, you're going to face many life circumstances, and the relationships you have around you will be the ones that are going to help you get through. They're going to help you make it. Now that you've become committed to your relationship and you're being open and you're being real, you're finding out what it means to get to know each other, you're growing even deeper in your walk with this person. Let's dive into point number three. Point number three. Be caring. Be caring. Help someone out. That's simply what it means. It means help somebody out. When you're, you need cared for, you just want somebody to help you out, help you through whatever you're going through. To, to sum up kind of what happened after David and Jonathan met, they... Uh, Jonathan went back to his father and he found out that what David was saying was true. Saul was trying to kill him. That was his goal. He wanted to cut short David's life. And it brings us to 1 Samuel chapter 20, uh, verse 35 through 41. The next morning, as agreed, Jonathan went out into the field and took a young boy with him to gather arrows. Start running, he told the boy, so you can find the arrows as I shoot them. So the boy ran, and Jonathan shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy had almost reached the arrow, Jonathan shouted, The arrow is still ahead of you. Hurry, hurry. Don't wait. So the boy quickly gathered up the arrows and ran back to his master. He, of course, suspected nothing. Only Jonathan and David knew or understood the signal. Then Jonathan gave his bow and arrows to the boy and told him to take them back to town. As soon as the boy was gone, David came out from where he had been hiding, near the stone pile. Then David bowed three times with his face to the ground. Both of them were in tears as they embraced each other and said goodbye, especially David. You know, Jonathan went back to warn David because he genuinely cared for his well-being. He knew the only way that he could help David out, and that was to send him away. It was to, to send him away. He knew that David stayed. His life was in jeopardy. You know, sometimes to care for someone, we have to do what is necessary, not always easy. We have to do what is necessary, but not always easy. Reminds me of a story I read in 2002. uh, A mine in Pennsylvania collapsed. It was at Kew Creek. And nine miners were trapped 240 feet below ground in 55-degree water. These men had a choice to make. They either choose to live or choose to die. Now, it would be easy to choose to die. The water is 55 degrees. Hypothermia is quickly going to set in. You're going to fall asleep, and you're, you're just going to pass away. But these men chose to live. They chose to fight and to, to try to make it through the circumstance. And so when one person got cold, they would huddle them in the middle of the eight, and they would warm that person up. And when that person got warm, they would do the same for another, and so that everybody who got cold would stay warm. And over time, people's minds would get weary and tired, and they would just sit down and say, I give up, I can't do this anymore. And the group would stand there and encourage them and tell them how great life's going to be when they're rescued. And they would pick them up and they'd hold them with the group. 78 hours later, they were rescued. Now, the men in this mine should have died. The odds of them living were small. And today, some of you are dying inside because you don't have a relationship with somebody else that just wants to help you out to encourage you and to pray with you. Someone to ask, what can I do for you? If these men did not care for one another and help each other out, they would not have survived. I would not be standing here today talking about a miracle, but rather a tragedy. As these, all, they, all they did was put the needs of the group above their own. All they did was put the needs of the group above their own. We're going to have times in our lives that we can't do it on our own. We're going to need somebody's help. We're, we're going to need somebody else to be there with us because by ourselves we're going to give up or we're going to give in. But together we can stand strong. It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12, And if one can overpower him, who is alone? Two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. There is power in the number of relationships that you have around you. The key to the strand not being torn apart is that Christ is in the middle of those relationships. You know, there is a difference between a relationship I have of a friend outside of church and the relationship I have of the Christ connection right here with someone at people's church. This is someone who shares my life passion of growing closer to God and becoming more like him. Together with the relationships I have formed and Christ being in the middle of them, I can make it through anything and so can you. Some of you are here today have a question in your mind. Why do I need a relationship? I'm making through life fine all by myself. I can do it all on my own. Ask yourself, what would have been the outcome for David if he didn't have a relationship with Jonathan? He'd have been dead. What about the miners? If they had not worked together and cared for each other, they would have died. Their outcomes would have been tragedies. Each of you here have your own life circumstances. What will be the end to your story? What will be the end to the tragedy you're facing inside of your life? We have a place for you to meet and build relationships here at People's Church. So the ending of your life story will be extraordinary. Just like David, you'll have a triumph. Just like the miners, you can be rescued. This place is community groups. Community groups are a place for you to come and be yourself and share with others who you are and what your life is all about, and they're going to help you get through life no matter what it throws your way. We have many different types of small groups. There are sermon series groups. That's a place that right after this message is over, they're going to take questions from this sermon, and they're going to discuss it and find out how they can build better relationships. There's married groups, married couples. You have a husband, you have a wife, that's great. But what do you do when your relationship's in trouble? You need a friend. You need other couples that will be there for you. There are study groups and activity groups. There are men's groups and women's groups. There's even college and singles groups. There's a place for you to find a friend here at People's Church. There's a couple different places you can check out our community groups. You can always go to peopleschurch.tv and click find a community group and allow you to search every group that we have and to find one that fits you. Or maybe today you want to stop by right after service and go to the community group information table, located in the lobby, grab a directory, talk to one of our coaches. They would be glad to help you find a group that's going to fit you and meet you where you're at. You know, maybe you've sat in this place for weeks or months and you have like, I want to start a community group and you just haven't done it. You've thought about it and you've thought about it. Today's the day. Do it. Stop by that same table. Grab a community group application. We want to get you started in the process of leading your own community group where you can build relationships with others and do the same thing that I've just talked about. And I want to say thank you today for everybody who leads a community group. There are leaders in here today I know that, that open your homes up and you build relationships with people. And you may not know it right now and they may not have said it to you, but you've touched people's lives more than, more than they could ever have with anybody else outside of church. So thank you for doing that. Maybe today you're, you're sitting to yourself and you're thinking, I, I don't know anybody at this church. I don't want to go to a group all by myself. I don't want to be alone. This summer we have connect events. These events are more relaxed for you to come and just to get to know others here at People's Church. There's a fly in your bulletin today. You can grab it out if you'd like to. And this is what it says uh, June 7th, we're going to have a men's breakfast right here at People's Church. We're going to have pancakes and biscuits and gravy and sauce. I like to eat, so I can really get into this. Men's breakfast, pancakes, biscuits and gravy, sauces and more. And the best part is I can spell F-R-E-E, free. Men, come out and eat. It's free food. Come get to know other guys here at People's Church. On June 22nd, we're going to have all-church softball. And so all you guys can come out and show off and think how good you are and we'll laugh when the ladies show you up. And so if you... I'm just kidding. Uh, we want you guys to come out and speak co-ed softball, guys and girls playing, having a good time. Maybe you don't play softball. Bring a lawn chair out, bring an ice chest out, and just sit down and cheer people on and meet somebody new here at People's Church. On July 11th, we're going to have a singles cookout. It's for all the singles to come out and mingle, get to know each other, eat some food, have a good time, and just hang out meeting other singles. And then on July 18th, we're going to have a ladies' night out right here at People's Church. And uh, I don't know exactly what they do at ladies' night out. I've never been invited, so I I can't explain it, but it's going to be fun, I guarantee. All of these events are planned for you to come out in a comfortable environment and meet new people. We want to to team up with you to be able to meet new people and help you find a community group. I encourage you if you don't have a relationship with others here at People's Church, take the relationship plunge. You know, be who you are and see how great life can be living it out with somebody else. That leads me to the greatest relationship we can ever have in our lives and that's what jesus he loves you just as you are he committed his life for you and cares for you more than anyone you know today you may already have a relationship with christ then i encourage you to follow his example and begin to getting to know others and doing life together with him jesus needed his disciples we need relationships with others. Father, I pray today God that we could build relationship with other people right here